notes on them. That's awesome. But it, I, I wanted you to, I wanted you to see. I know you already know. Again, you're the Wednesday night crowd. I know, I know that you know that you know that the Bible is the final authority. But man, there's 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 proof of that beyond the preacher saying so, and and it passes a lot of tests and. I, I get excited on this kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe I need to get a hobby, but th- this this just excites me. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't build my faith in the sense of I believe God more. It just excites me to know that when we speak the truth and share the word of God, that's where all the power is at. Um, if 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 if. Rob was telling me that he was at a church uh, in Florida, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, where, and I'm not judging, I'm I'm making a point uh, here for a purpose, um, where the, the pastor the, the whole time um, didn't even read a scripture. And, and, he, and he preached, so is that correct, Rob? It's in Florida, right, Bob? And, you know, whatever, I I don't, I don't, I don't have anything powerful enough to say without the scripture. I don't. Um, I I can I can say stuff to to motivate. Um, you know, I'm a little I'm a little short Tim Robbins if I have to be. Um, I, I can say things to manipulate if I have to. Um, I don't. I never do. But I I you people can. But I want power, man. I want truth. I need, I want scripture. I want the word of God. So we're, we're going to take prayer requests, but I want to share a few more things with you as we dive in. Thank you for being here tonight. I, I do so appreciate it. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you again for the incredible spirit that was in this place on Sunday. And is here even now. God, we've, may we never take for granted that you, you meet us here. You, you move in our presence every single time. And God, I, I thank you for that. We're humbled by that. God, what, what you're going to do with us is so exciting. And we're so, our expectancy is so high. God, thank you. Thank you for taking our little and making it much. God, thank you for the, the people that call Living Water home. God, I, I just pray a blessing on their life. I, I, I just pray, God, that we all would just ratchet up our faithfulness, ratchet up our, our desire to live out the principles of this word we're going to speak about tonight. It's all for your glory, and it's all for the increase of your kingdom and the furtherance of your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Timothy 3, let's read 14 through 17. That is our text 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. 
I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. Our Bible says, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. And they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I want to read 16 and 17 again. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. God, if we could just grasp that. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, and God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We believe in the God of the Bible. We believe in Christ. Um, we, we believe that he died uh, for the payment of our sins. We believe that he rose again. Thank you, Jesus. We believe in all of those things. We believe in, in the, how the plan of salvation is, is literally laid out uh, from Genesis to the book of the Revelation. We, 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 we believe those things. Uh, and as I said last week, that I, 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 I want us to, to, to know why we believe those things. And, and I... And, it's not a disclaimer, but, but, but a little parenthetical statement here. I, I, I know that we've got to receive it by faith, and I know it has to be illuminated by the Spirit of God. I get that, and, and, and there's no other way. You, 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 if it's not illuminated by the Spirit of God, it's, it's, it's just a book. Um, but the truth is, that if we believe all of the things that are in this book, we, we, I think we have to be more educated on, on how we can um, speak to other people about this book. We live in an age of naysayers. We, we live in an age where everyone wants you to prove it. Now, you, you, you can't prove faith. You can't. And, and I've said over and over again, what you can do is tell your story. That's, that's, that's the greatest message anyone could ever preach is their story. But when it comes to the Bible, there are a lot of things that people think are, are contradictory. There's, there's things that people think are controversial. Um, and if, if it's controversial, it was controversial when Jesus walked the earth. I mean, I mean it, it's the truth hurts. Amen. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't, I don't even sometimes want to hear what the Bible has to say, but I know as it was written, it's to show me where I'm wrong and then correct me and tell me how to do that which is right. 
And we need to know why we believe what we believe. And I, I said it last week, and, and we'll, we'll move forward. Um, here's, here's a fact. Here's a fact that I, I, I really want us to, to just wrap our minds around. Let's just settle it tonight, if we can. Um, I, so this never comes up again. I, just, don't, I don't want this to come up again in your life, ever. So here we go. Everything, everything we believe... Everything we desire to become will stand and fall on whether or not this book is true or not. Now, I, 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 I know I was being cute before, but I'm, I'm serious. It is, it, is, it is the final word, and if it is not accurate, if it is not the truth, if it is not the word of God, if, if there are errors in there, if there's an error in one place, then there could be an error in the plan of salvation. And we have to settle in our hearts and in our minds. There's so much about this book I don't understand. I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, you, you if you understand everything in the book of Daniel, will you just meet with me once a week and explain it to me? Yes, you're invited. I'll give you, I'll give you the pulpit because I, I, there's, I mean, I, I get the symbolism and when you've read it a long time and studied it for a long time, you can kind of begin to connect the dots. But the, if you say, if anybody says they can 100% explain that and then tie that in with revelation, I don't know. I doubt their honesty, quite frankly. <laughs> and that's just two books. But everything we believe and everything we want to become, it hinges on, it rises and falls on the accuracy of this book. That's why I want you and I to just look at some tests. We looked last week at the fact that it passed the historical and archaeological test. We discussed that. Um, it, it passed the scientific test. Um, you got the, that thing you read to me, Bob? Get that out for me if you don't mind. Um, we're, uh, what we're going to look at now is that it passed the prophecy test. It passed the prophecy test. While, while Jeff's looking that up, you got it, Bob? Read, read, uh, listen to Jeff's, what he's got here. He, uh. How the Bible came about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. In 1400 B.C., the first written word of God, the Ten Commandments. That was the start. 500 B.C., the original Hebrew manuscripts were completed. The first century A.D., all original Greek manuscripts of the New Testament were complete. In 1382, the Wycliffe Bible of Middle England, or English translation from the Latin Vulgate. In 1526, the Tyndale Bible, a modern English translation from the original Greek and Hebrew. In 1534, Martin Luther's German Bible was published from the Greek. In 1539, the Greek Bible in the first English translation to be authorized for public use, commissioned by Henry VIII. In 1560, the Geneva Bible, the first study Bible published, and the first English language Bible to include numbers, verses, and 
to each chapter. And then in 1611, the King James Bible was printed and became the main primary Bible to the English language for the next 300 years. It passes the historical archaeological test. The, the way that that, starting with the Ten Commandments, the way all of that just unfolds. I mean, thank God for those who printed the Bible and for the scribes that wrote the words down, et cetera, et cetera, uh, all the way up to the translation that was in 1611 uh, by King James, or the, more accurately, the people that he appointed, um, but under his rule. Um, the, the, the Bible didn't just like magic appear. Um, God breathed it into the hearts of men and women, and as they would write it down, or, or um, Paul had a, a guy with him that he uh, would, would tell it to, and he would write it down. I want, I want, I want that guy, because they couldn't read my writing. Um, but I'm so glad that those records are kept, and those, and those dates, I wanted Jeff to read those, because those are mile markers, those are mile markers, and, and, and that's, again, over a period of fifteen to 1,600 years, the Bible was written, and it passes the historical archaeological test, it passes the scientific test, and it passes the prof- prophecy test, because there are thousands, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating to make it sound cooler, there's literally thousands of prophetic predictions, if you will, in the scriptures, and some of the prophecies are pretty incredible. I mean, that, that, that the prophets would have the faith, if you will, to even speak these things are amazing. For example, Isaiah mentions Cyrus the Persian king by name, 125 years before he was even born. Passes the prophecy test. Not a single prophecy made in the Bible has ever failed. Not a single prophecy in the Bible will ever fail to come to pass. Some of the most remarkable prophecies and what you hold in your hand are the ones relating to Jesus Christ. Um, his birth, his early life. I, I, just just look, look, look at these. I, I'm, I, man, I get excited. On Consider just these. I, I wrote 17 of them down for you. We'll go through them quick. Micah said he would be born in Bethlehem. He was. Micah 5.2. Isaiah prophesied that he would be preceded by a forerunner. Isaiah 43. He was John the baptizer. Zechariah said he would enter Jerusalem on a colt. Miguel spoke on that too. Chapter 9, verse 9. Daniel said he entered Jerusalem on the exact... Jesus entered Jerusalem on the exact day Daniel prophesied. Hundred of years earlier, Daniel chapter 9. It was prophesied that he would be betrayed by a friend. Yeah, Psalm 41. 
It was prophesied that his hands and his feet would be pierced. They were. Psalm 22. That he would be wounded by his enemies. Isaiah 53. That he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Zechariah chapter 11. That he would be spit upon and beaten. Isaiah chapter 50. That the betrayal money would be cast down in the temple and used to buy a potter's field. Now that's pretty descriptive. I mean, that's, that's, that's like laser accuracy here. And Zechariah prophesied it in chapter 11, verse 13. It was prophesied that he would be silent before his accusers. He was. I, 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 just, I just love, I just love when he's standing before Pilate, when Jesus Christ is standing before Pilate, and Pilate's kind of drilling him with questions, wanting him to say the right thing, because Pilate didn't want to do what he did. Um, don't blame him, but he knew who he was in the presence of. And, 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 and Pilate asked him a question about him being, you know, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. And, 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 he, and, and, and Jesus responds, you know the truth. You know the truth. I, I, I believe what he was communicating there was, you know, you're looking at the truth. You know the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It was prophesied that he would be silent before his accusers, and he was. I love that Jesus never defended himself. When he would get accused of things in his earthly walk, um, whether it be healing on the Sabbath, in some cases when they'd be railing on him and trying to arrest him, he'd just disappear. I mean, that, that's a ninja move right there. I mean, he, 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 he listen, he, he, it wasn't about him making a point. It was about him making a difference. And he, he wasn't there to try to out-talk anybody. In fact, many times when he was being accused of something, uh, uh, specifically after a miracle or whatever, he would, he would usually respond with a question. He wasn't responding with, with, because I said so. He could, he had the authority to do that. But I, I just love that he just didn't waste time defending himself. I love that. Instead of defending himself, he proved himself by the way he lived his life and the way he died, just like it was prophesied. It was prophesied, prophesied by Isaiah that he would be crucified with thieves, Isaiah 53, that people would gamble for his garments. They did, Psalm 22. Zechariah prophesied in chapter 12 that his side would be pierced. In Psalm 34, it was prophesied that not a bone in his body would be broken. Psalm 16, that his body would not decay. Isaiah 53, he would be, should be buried in the tomb of a rich man. And Amos 8, that darkness would cover the earth when he was being crucified. Your Bible, the Bible you hold in your hand, I I, I, I literally, and I, I, I don't say this flippantly, and I'm not, I'm not saying this, to jab anyone, but I, I, I'm really, and unless it violates the fundamental truths of, of the Bible, uh, by that I mean the, the, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, you can't take that out, you, you can't take out the resurrection, you, you can't take it, Jesus didn't like boys, okay, um, he, 
You follow me? Jesus wasn't a homosexual. You, 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 can't, be, you, you, can't, you can't distort um, um, David and Jonathan's friendship into more. But, but if, if those doctrinal truths aren't compromised, I literally could not care less about the translation you hold in your hand. And here's why. How many times have you went to say a verse and you knew that the person you were talking to would get totally lost with the way that you know it or learned it. So you just, you paraphrase it to meet your audience. Are you following me? Preachers do that all the time. Even the ones that are the King James only folks, they do. And, and my question to one of them one time was, can, just explain to me the difference. If you can explain to me the difference, you just put it in, in, in common everyday English. How is that different than, it was different for some reason. I don't know. There was never an answer given to me. I let it go in my head. I let it go. I never let it go in my heart. Maybe I should. <clears throat> Maybe we uncovered something here. I'm still a little bitter. No, just kidding. I'm not. But, but it, 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 the accuracy of this word, the, the prophecies that are unfolded, stand on those. It, it's just another brick in the wall, as it were, it, it, of the foundation that you can build your life on. You can believe everything it says. And FYI, if, if I understand what I read correctly, there's not another prophecy that needs to be fulfilled before our Jesus comes back. Now, that's the way I understand it, and I'm open for correction and rebuke on that, and, and I, I say that with, in humility. I really am because I admit it already. I don't know it all. So, but the way I read it and what I understand, there's nothing else that has to happen before Jesus comes back and takes us home. Amen. Jeff, why doesn't he? Well, Miguel hit it on the head. When everybody hears about the gospel... See, everybody gets a chance, amen? Jesus ain't slack concerning his promises. It's not his desire that anyone would die and perish. We got to go. I'll never forget when Tom and I were working together at Lexus, and we had a mutual friend. His nickname was Axel. It wasn't his real name, obviously. And I invited him, Tom and I invited him to uh, one of our concerts when I had a band and it was actually at Tom's church and he came. And that the next Monday when we were at work, he said that was the first time he had ever been in a church. This is a grown man. A grown man with a family. It's the first time I've ever been in a church. That was, man, how many years ago? 20, Katie, how much? 20? Long time, right? Yeah, at least. First time. In America. Do you think it's got better or worse? Yeah. <laughs> 
we have to have so much confidence in this book. And yes, we receive it by faith. We believe it by faith. But we can rest assured that it does pass the historical tests. It passed the scientific tests. It passes the prophecy test. It also passes the continuity tests. It, 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 it passes that. In other, in other words, there's, there's no, there's, there's, it is the Bible from beginning to end is what I mean. Jesus is in every book of the Bible. If you've never seen that, I actually I have the I probably have the document on on my computer right now. I'll print it out for you. Jesus is either in or symbolic, pointing to, as it were, in every book of the Bible. That's amazing. It passes the continuity test. I'll just give you one example. One example is Genesis 1.1. See, what God began in Genesis, he ends in Revelation. In Genesis 1.1, your Bible says this. It's on a screen behind me. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We know that, Genesis 1.1. That, by the way, if, 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 you, if you would just take that verse and, and for six months meditated on that verse, studied that verse, just dove into that verse, took every single word, it would change your perspective on life and build your faith. In the beginning, that phrase alone, monumental, God created heaven and the earth. That's astounding. But then at the end of the book, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away. And I added this because it's one of my favorite. Also, there was no more sea. I love that he casts our sin into the sea, your Bible says, and then does away with the sea. I got chills. The continuity test is 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 proven. It and 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 in, in spite of the fact that it it took fifteen or sixteen hundred years to to write the Bible, there and and the different people that wrote it and the different um, um, classes of people, if you were, uh, as it were, they despite that the continuity of it. It flows. Now, the, the book you hold in your hand is not in chronological order. You've got to understand that. Uh, if, if, if you want to read it in chronological order, there's a ton of studies out there that will help you read it in chronological order, and it's super interesting. It really is. And, and, but you have to understand that it isn't, or it, sometimes it'll get super confusing when you read something, and, and you're like, wait, I thought that was gonna, that's supposed to you got to understand that it's not in chronological order, but that does not take away the passing of the continuity test. It is the unfolding of a single story from beginning to end. It could never be duplicated by a human. It couldn't. Think about it. 
Think about the different continents it was written on. Think about the times it was written, that the different scrolls were found in different places. Yet, it passes the continuity test. And I just love the bookends. In the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth, and he closes he closes with, and he creates a new heaven and a new earth because the first one went away. It passes the truth test. It passes the truth test. So where are we at? It passes the historical test, the archaeological test. It passes the scientific test, the prophecy test, the continuity test. It passes the truth test. Jeff, what do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean by that. And I, I added this after the fact, <clears throat> meaning as I was just, praying over it, and there's not a verse that I tagged on this, but it means the world to me. It passes the truth test because if this was a book just about humans, written by humans, it would gloss over the failures of humans within its pages. It would. It would not bring to light the failures of people that we revere as biblical quote-unquote heroes. It, 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 come on, think about it. When, when, when you're talking about a, a family member or, or somebody maybe in your past and, and you are trying to be very careful not to shine a bad light, it's not that you'll lie, but you'll gloss over something. You understand what I'm saying? If, if I, Kim and I say this to couples all the time. When couples are having problems and one will just absolutely be bashing the other one to other people, I, we always say, seriously, do you want this to work out? Yes, we want it to work. Do you understand that if this does work out and he or she comes back, everyone now has a different opinion about this person? The Bible reveals and unfolds the hard truth about folks that we look up to. It doesn't hide Noah's drunkenness. Noah got drunk, man. When, when, that, when, that, when that ark docked, as it were, when, when he planted some vineyards, grew some grapes, fermented the, the process of fermentation, and he um, got a little too happy, and he got drunk. It doesn't gloss over Samson's lust. Samson had a bad for Delilah, and it messed him up. Understatement of the year. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Well, I kind of do. As a guy, I kind of do, right? You, 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 I mean, all Kim's got to do is, you know, Tell me I'm awesome and, and stroke my head a couple times and I'm, I'll do, what do you want, babe? I'll tell her all my secrets right now. Just scratch my back, I'll tell you my secrets. <laughs> it doesn't gloss over, and this, this is the one that, man, every preacher says it, you've said it as you've taught different age groups, but feel the weight of it. Think of who this is and the fact that the Bible doesn't hide David's adultery. 
King David, anointed. I spoke about him in, in chapel on Tuesday at, at the Legacy Christian. It, 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 talk about a Bible hero, right? The giant killer. God's own heart. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it, if, this, if this were a, a book by humans about mere humans, Without the, 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 the inspiration of God and the presence of God and Jesus being the theme from beginning to end, I'm kind of thinking David would have stopped that from being in any kind of recorded history. He would have. He would have. He wrote Psalm 51. He did. History bears out that David wrote Psalm 51, which is his heart's cry to God because of his adultery. It passes the truth test. Elijah's depression was not overlooked, and it wasn't just skipped so as to make him look weak. No, the man had a problem. He did. Not a problem that was bigger than God, but he had a problem that left left on his own devices and, 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 and not taking it to God and not listening to the voice of God, who knows what would have happened to Elijah? He just calls down fire and lets a woman run him out of town. Now, that's, that your Bible says that. Her name was Jezebel. And, and he goes and he gets under a plant and just, he's like, I want to die, God. I want to die. Wait, you just, why didn't you call fire down on her? That's what I'd have done. That's why God don't let me do that. <laughs> Barbecuter. Peter's denial. Peter's denial. Here's the thing. The reason I wanted to have this included in our lesson was when you turn the page and you, and after the book of John and you're in the book of Acts, Peter comes out of the chute on fire for God I mean preaching and tens of thousands are getting saved, are joining the quote-unquote church. It, 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 it's amazing. But you, you would think if, they, if that's what they wanted to preserve, if that was the picture of Peter that they only wanted to have in there and they wanted to make him a saint... Well, you got to be perfect to be a saint. And my dude denied Jesus three times. And it wasn't glossed over. It wasn't skipped. It it wasn't like it was a parable. No, no. In in to me, minute detail. He 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 even started to curse when the young girl asked him, wait, I know you, you were with Jesus. I don't know what the, you were, I would, I would insert beeps there. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Because he was trying to overemphasize the fact that he didn't know him. So he was, he was, you know, he wanted to be as emphatic as he could. So he started to swear. I didn't gloss over that. It passes the truth test. Now, We've, we've talked a couple of weeks on the proof. What I want to do next week is I want to unpack 
with Scripture the purpose of the Bible. We've seen, and there's a ton more. I scratched the surface barely, and I, I hope it just whets your appetite to dig even deeper on, on, on historical uh, writings that bear it out, science that bears it out. I, I'm not afraid of science. Science proves the Word of God to me. I'm afraid of it. But, but, but I want to turn a corner, and I want, to, I want us to really know that we know what the purpose was that God had in mind for preserving this book. Because he didn't preserve it because he had an ego problem, and he wanted people to talk about him for millennial. No, no. It was preserved for a purpose, and I want us to talk about that when we meet again. So for the rest of our time together, two things. I want you to tell me a verse that either you've hung your hat on and it got you through the storm, or it could be your life verse. It could be a verse that you have claimed for this new year. I, I, I want to I hear, I, because listen, you 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 wanna you you wanna prove the Bible? Prove out these verses that you claim and own and live. That's the best witness you could possibly have in not convincing, but showing the world that this book is everything. What's one of your verses? Yes. What a great verse. I've used that. I've, I've used that. I've owned that. I've claimed that. A, about a month in of starting the church, uh, didn't go so well from the, where we were before. Um, and I, I went back to our storefront that we were renting. And me and God, we, we, we went round and round. I, I, I've, Felt like Jacob a little bit, um, wrestling around there, and that's the verse that he kept reminding me. I didn't, I didn't give you. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid. It's not that I'm afraid. Uh, no, there's there's timidity there be, because it 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 wounded me to the degree that I didn't feel like that I could stand before others and do what God had called me to do. That verse is so powerful. If you don't have that one memorized and hidden in your heart, you need to do that. Who else? Yeah, buddy. Uh, a verse that God has used in my life for a long time is Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And I think one of the ways the Bible is so awesome to me is that God can take a verse like that <laughs> yeah, I get it. There's nothing that can stop me. I'm okay. God can use this verse like, no, I don't care how strong you are. You got to believe. You know? Then I get done with high school and I go to college and I start learning all this stuff. And oh man, I know everything. Right? I went to college. I must know everything. 
game over. Amen. This is a living document. It, it, that it could be relevant for Zechariah to write it down, for Zerubbabel, if it, for it to be relevant and, and change his perspective. And then here we are in 2020, and it's, it, man, it's still as powerful and as relevant as it was the day it was spoken and penned. That, man, there's no other book like it. That's a great verse, a powerful verse. Who else? Who else? such a great verse it's not a makeover it's made brand new yeah. I, I love that I love that the Bible says in Lamentations is mercies are new every day it doesn't, doesn't mean modified no they're brand new you think you, you, you made too many mercy withdrawals like you know on Tuesday no 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 they were brand new this morning when the sun came up <laughs> hallelujah that's a great verse, yeah. New creation. Who else? Psalms not surprised that's your verse <laughs> Rome, Ro, Romans 16 20 right oh, I'm gonna look at it not that I don't believe you I'm just might be making it up for all oh, yeah yeah read it Romans 16 20 Right? Why is that? In, why? Why did? Why did Paul need to write that to the church in Rome? For us. <laughs> for 
<laughs> for the church in Kettering, right? That's why he had to write that in there. Man, who else? Mama? I love I love that I love that verse. I, I I have a tendency to overthink things sometimes, but I love the fact that it said my lips. Because what what that's saying is, everybody will know, many will know a situation that I am in, and I could be praising him inside. That ain't changing nothing. But when my lips praise him, not only is there power in our life and in our tongue, he inhabits the praises of his people. More, more accurately translated, enthrones the Don't you? Enthrones the praises. And it lets others know, I'm not pretending that what's going on ain't going on, but God's bigger than that. And my lips will praise him. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Life verse is Philippians 121. It has been since I've been a Christian when I got saved back in 1983. To live is Christ and to die is gain. There's no other totally win-win and there's no gray area in, in, in my life regarding that. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that dude's got some story. One of the one of the passages that I have relied on really my whole Christian life is Jeremiah chapter one. Because I, Jeremiah, obviously, is, I've told you many times, is my favorite prophet. But not, not just because of the way he writes or not even because of what he says. These are the words of Jeremiah, one of the priests from the town of Anath in the land of Benjamin. His daddy was, was Hilkiah. The Lord first gave messages to Jeremiah during the 13th year of the reign of Josiah. The Lord's messages continued throughout his reign. Verse 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mama's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And like Jeremiah, when God called me, I said, But God, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. I just in, took away young and inserted a bunch of other words. 
And he said, don't say I'm too young. And I would put those words there. You must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. Don't be afraid of people. I will be with you. I'll protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I've put my words in your mouth. I got I to gotta go. I got to go there. You know, there's days that I don't feel like preaching. I know you're shocked by that. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, everybody, there's a mass exodus. What? No, there's, there's, but, but I, but I lean on that. He put the words in my mouth. That's why if I don't have anything from the Lord, I will not waste your time. I, I just won't. I won't do it. That's a promise I made to him. Who else? What's another one? Yeah, Tammy. Mm-hmm. We're all laughing at you. She's the only one doing it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be still and know. Be still and know. You know what's crazy about that? I. I used to, I used to thought that meant, you know, I would, I, I, I gotta go over here and, and I gotta just, you know, not do ministry and not do what. That's really a military phrase. I mean, if you, if you study it out, it 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 doesn't mean do do nothing. It means while you're waiting, serve. While you're waiting, serve. Be still, and while you're waiting for whatever it is you're going through, waiting on a word from the Lord. You continue to serve, you continue to march, you continue to do, and you do it in the reality and in the, and in the confidence that you know that he is God. Man, that's a powerful verse. Anybody else? I love to talk about verses all night. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Man, if there's ever a time we need peace in our lives, it's now. It's now. Jeff and Rob and I were talking before the service, and and we've got, we were talking about Miguel and what he said. Man, his heart is for the kids for a reason. That that perfect peace. The generation behind us, they they don't they don't fully grasp yet that they a need it and and b why they need it. We we we've we've got to instill the word of God in them. We've got to model perfect peace. But to get it. Our mind has to be stayed on the Lord. Burden for the generation. I'm I'm so thankful for the folks in this church that serve the kids of living water. I'm telling you, as my daddy said, because I can't pay you what it means to me, so thanks till you're better paid. Man. 
God bless the kids of living water, the teens. And God forgive us. Forgive me. Who else? Give me another verse. Romans 8.28, man. Amen. That's a hard one to wrap your head around sometimes, ain't it, baby? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I ain't seeing it yet, God. I ain't, I, I ain't mentally there yet. I'm not spiritually there. I'm just not there. But his word is true. It passes the test. Anybody else give me one more? We're going to pray. I love this. Heck yeah. Amen. Amen. That's a that's a great verse to end on right there. And it and it doesn't hurt that your dad hunts birds, so you get it. Man, escape the snare of the fowler, man. Aren't you glad you don't know what all God saved you from? Let's be let's be like totally like straight up here. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, every one of us, if, if we took the time and we passed this mic around, every one of us have that story or two or ten that if you would have left five minutes earlier or if I would have went here instead of there like I wanted to fill in the... We, God, he watches us, protects us. Hide this word in our hearts. Anybody else? I know I said one more, but that one lit me up. It's related if you say it. I'll make up a verse. Oh, yeah, right on. You would call it that. I don't mean that bad. I just mean... You're a little butterfly. God bless you. Yeah. Yes, we did. And um, so I had a $100 gift card that my uncle had uh, given me for Cracker Barrel for taking such good care of my uncle. Yeah. So I gave that to Danny because Danny wanted to pay. Yeah. And then Rena also gave hers too, but I gave her for Christmas. But, um, anyway. You ain't getting mine. I'll tell you that straight up right now. You're not getting mine. Yeah. 
before I go to surgery. Yeah. Sowing and reaping is a principle from Genesis to Revelation, and it means, yeah, and, and it means, uh, he emphasizes, of course, the, 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 the generosity, the, the, the monetary part of that, and, and it, it's, Scripture has been so morphed so as, to be so inclusive and not to offend anyone, et cetera, et cetera, that I, I listened to a podcast of a, of a preacher that you, you would know if I said his name. Great, great dude, man. I've learned a lot from him. And he was like really stressing how that the tithe don't mean what it says. And I wanted to listen to the end because I wanted to see where he was going because I thought it was like, something I would preach and then get to the very end and then throw the big curveball so that everybody remembers. He didn't. And I, I, it, it kind of broke my heart because of the literal thousands of people that he's speaking to that are going to miss a blessing by not... I know, right? <laughs> I tell you, man, Kim taught years ago on first fruits and I as she was preparing that um and we would she would talk about it and I, I learned so much about it's so much bigger than money so much bigger than money it it, it has to do with how productive your labor is it has it has to do with every area of your life and I'm with you till the day we die Absolutely. I know. I know. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. I think every one of us that's, that started doing that and we didn't start with our 2%, and I'm not judging or not being condescending by any means, but that, that, that seems, that, that's not how it works, church. You can't kind of obey. You, if you're a parent, if your kid kind of obeys, there better be a consequence to that. If there's not, then 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 sign up for Chancey's parenting class because that's a problem. I'm I'm being dead serious. So why then do we think we can kind of partially obey because of our situation? Every every kid with half a brain can talk himself out of trouble if that was the rule, because they can rationalize and justify everything. Am I right? Every parent better be agreeing with this. Unfortunately, they grow up. <laughs> And they think they can do it with God's word. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Right? 
Yeah. It, I, I don't like it because it, it convicts me, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that... Why, why do you want to go there? <laughs> I know, man. I... Man, I, I, think, I think teachers, uh, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, I think we do a disservice by being afraid to talk about this subject. I, I really do. Um, and, and, and you don't have to... It, it, you don't have to preach it like, you know, the way it was taught to me when I was a kid where, you know, Satan's just waiting for you not to do it because he's going to jump out of the pew behind you. And, you know, it was, I mean, I was scared not to, honest to God. And, but it was Kim who, she asked me, because I, 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 I'll say managed. We didn't have enough money to manage, but she let me write the write the couple checks out that we could. And and she she she, she asked me. She held me accountable. Did 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 we? She said we did we pay tithe. Well, I mean, kinda. And she said to me, man, I would rather lose everything live under a bridge, whatever she said, and to be faithful to God. You think? I ain't up here because of me. You can believe that. But, it, but it, that, that changed. And so we committed right then, didn't we, Mama? We committed that we were going we to pay our time first. Right? That's going to be the first check we wrote. You know how hard for a, for, a, for a man who, you know, we didn't make a lot of money then. I said then like we do now, but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, it, but it was harder. We had kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm loaded. We, but it, it, it was, that was, that was tough, but, but you're right, man. It be, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'll just say it like I'm thinking it. I mean, it's in my heart. I'm going to say it. Um, it, it, it ain't my problem anymore. Once I write that check, <laughs> it's kind of what I'm feeling <laughs> and what I, it, it ain't my problem, man. I just, I now, I, I, not with your arms crossed and with a haughty gaze in God's eyes did I do it, but it's like, God, I, it's, this is on you now. In the name of Jesus, I don't know how. But because but, I knew, that, you're right, on paper, doesn't he? Yeah. Totally. And that's what we learned. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? That that's scripturally correct. You hope. <laughs> well, that ain't no joke. But man, but but man, ain't 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 you glad using that example that you you didn't miss that premium once? And 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 I like what you said, Tammy. And no one in this room thought you were bragging. 
we, we, you know what, but when you immediately obey and do kind of what he said, when he said it, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about that subject and then we're going to go, but um, the, the weekend before, well, I'll, I'll tell you what it was, we, my, my prayer request on my 2019 sheet was that I could, could get out of the job situation that I was in. Now, God waited. So as a, at the time of our service, that had not been answered yet. I was still believing it, claiming it, and praying for it. In fact, I changed my prayer request because I knew he was going to answer it somehow, some way. I just believed it. And on December 21st, or excuse me, December 19th, he did. Praise the Lord. Well, so knowing that change was coming and knowing that that was going to bring some changes to our household in a monetarily, Dylan and I were together this Saturday after that, and we got in line, we were getting our car, getting my car washed, and there's this one dude that, man, I've been working on for a while, just being his friend, and just a super nice young man, going a little wayward, and he he talks to me, opens up to me, and in the line, he'll walk beside my car as we're going up, and so as we're, as Dylan's vacuuming out my car, I I said, I said, Dylan, let's go over and, and talk to him. I said, God told me to give him, to bless him for, and tell him Merry Christmas. Uh, okay. So I go over and I said, you know, you're going to give whatever God tells you to give. And he said, how much are you giving him? And I'm like, I don't know. He ain't told me yet. So, and I said, so while we're walking, I said, I want you to be praying about it. And he okay. And so he wasn't talking and we walked and he was all the way on the other side. And I, I reached in my pocket and I, I pulled out a 20, which is not, that's not a, a lot of money by the farthest stretch. And I gave it to Dylan and I said, give it, give it to that guy and tell him Merry Christmas. And I said, I'll be right here. I'll be standing right here. And he, he went up to the guy and I told him his name and he handed him money and said, Merry Christmas. And he goes, he looked at him and he held that money and he, he looked up and he saw me and I'm just like, you know, Merry Christmas. And the dude started to weep. And Dylan didn't know how to respond to that because he thought, oh, you, you know, we've done something wrong or we made him mad or whatever. And he starts, he starts to weep. And I, and I said, no, Bob. I go, I said, let's, let's go up here and talk to him. I go, man, I just, I just wanted you to know that God, God just wanted me to give you that. I hope you have a great Christmas. He goes, no, you don't understand. That's, that's how much I needed or a bill, I don't remember what bill it was, but that's how much I needed. I needed, I was $20 short. He wasn't going to use it to go buy something for his girlfriend, whatever. It moved him, and Dylan talked about that. And so, so you said God told you that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I think he wanted God to tell me to give him some, if I know Dylan at all. But you know what? That that if we can in, if we can model to the kids that if we'll obey instantly, because I you know you know how quick I could have taught myself out of that. No joke. Didn't have time. I had to get little dude home. Uh, you you. But but no. And I wanted him 
to be a part of it. And just watching him give that, man. It, I, you, I was the proudest papa on the universe. Mm-hmm. Not the homeless dog. When, when you're told to give, give. When you're told not to, don't force it. <laughs> right? Because that, and I'm, I'm so glad you did that. You're the only person I know that would, I mean, God knew his name, but you, <laughs> two things, stay out of Springfield, number one. Number two, stop honking at strangers. <laughs> Let's pray together. Praise the Lord. This book is true. Amen. Thank you for sharing your verses and your stories, man. I'm excited. I'm encouraged by it. Thank you. Let's pray. Let's agree together. Father, we stand on your word. We stand on your truth. We thank you for this amazing book, God. We thank you for just the stories, God, that, that we, could, we could stay and talk all night about what you've done, about our small acts of obedience, how you took our little and made it much, and how it increases the kingdom. And God, we, we do it because we love you, not because we're afraid of you. And God, I thank you for every verse that was shared tonight. Oh, God, we, there's no better way to spend your time than talking about your word. So, God, thank you. May we continue to dive deeper. May we, may we read more. May we live it. May we own it. May we embrace it. It's you in book form. We thank you for your word.
Jesus' name, amen.